this is Top Quality Faith Ministries podcast, a multicultural global church mandated by God the Father to love and to serve as an instrument of the body of Christ. This is the house where God builds top quality faith in his people. Wherever you are listening from, we pray that you are blessed by today's message. with 
in the past of being in the, in the space in which I was in. And I was celebrating one of my friend's 50th birthday. And in celebrating the 50th birthday, it was different from the time I pulled into the parking lot. He put on this fabulous event. And the event catered to your every need. He thought of everything you can possibly think of for a guest. When I pulled up, there were some people standing. And they were standing and they didn't have on the right attire. So I thought I had, was overdressed. And I said, oh my god, what did you guys do? All of you guys are casual. And I'm supposed to, you know, it said, wear your best outfit. And so coming there, he said, two guys said, no, 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 okay? And they said, keep moving forward. And so as I moved forward, I pulled into the place where I parked my vehicle. I got out the car and probably about a good 10 people ran up to me. And they said to me, oh my God, what outfit are uh, clothing you're sporting? Well, uh, what's your name? Where do you come from? How do you know this person? And these were supposed to be uh, fans, okay, <laughs> that were greeting you as you're coming out of the car being this great celebrity. Okay. I mean, it was wow. marvelous. Okay? <laughs> and I didn't know how to answer any of the questions. And they said, well, how long have you been knowing him? That's the only one I could. Then they asked me, well, what designer outfit you had on? And then they went from the designer outfit to designer shoes and designer clothing. And uh, then they basically said, you know, what are you here for? You know, oh, my God. They began to talk about my necklace and all the stuff that I had on. And they were hyping it all up. And then they were telling me, tell me about some of the famous things oh that God. you've done. And I was like, oh, 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 okay. And they were writing this stuff down, and they were all standing there, and they were cheering me on as I got out of my vehicle. And I was just like, what the heck just happened? <laughs> and then they walked me over to the red carpet. And the red carpet, I got to take pictures and uh, deal with, you know, this lady who, you know, is famous, you know, and she was there, you know, introducing me and making sure that I had a scene like red carpet. It was red carpet. And uh, I didn't know what to say even then. I was stuck, okay, because it was so overwhelming and so inviting but it was something I said oh my god I would love to do because it was so great when I got into the place you know I thought it was going to be something different uh, everything was beyond what you can imagine even at 10 o'clock they were still serving you food okay and it was a new set of food okay and <laughs> And, and I didn't know what to do with the food because it was food from the time. I mean, it was a uh, Mexican restaurant that started when we got in. I mean, the best, the best, hear me, uh, guacamole that you could ever imagine. <laughs> and it was pout, and it was pout, and set on your table as your first appetizer. Wow. And then it 
more and more and more and more to that night was so full with whatever. But I felt like I was a celebrity. I felt like I was the main guest. I felt like I was royalty. And it took one person to go out of the way to see to everybody feeling like they were special. The funny part about it too, he allowed me to invite anybody that I wanted, but I didn't invite anybody. But he brought in the lane, he brought in the line, he brought in everybody. Half of the people at the table, he didn't know, but they were at the party. Wow. And I was shocked at the party. Wow. He gave a demonstration of what the body looks like. Yeah. And so I thought everybody in the room knew each other. He only knew three people outside of his family. I was one, my co-worker was another, and one other person. The rest of the people, he didn't really know. I was shocked. But everybody treat, was treated as if they were part of the party. I said, who is this? He said, I don't know. <laughs> is that a problem with black people? I said, no. Oh <laughs> okay. uh, who's that? Uh, okay. <laughs> it was his 50th party. And he brought in everything you can imagine. And everybody at the table were treated special. They roasted everybody in the room. I, I, I ran the whole time. <laughs> and I literally sat back. And as I was looking at this, I said, Lord, I know I'm in this room because I'm supposed to see something. And you've been on display and putting yourself on display all night. And I'm missing something in this room that I'm supposed to walk away with. He then talked to me about, at one point in time, remember, there was a movement called Free People, that people went around the world and they, free people, you know, it was the old movement where you had the pot, everybody had the spirit of love, peace came forward oh. with the free people movement. And he talked about that movement. And he talked about it in detail to me. Because it was a place that people began to recognize who they were to some extent and they wanted freedom from everything that was considered to be of a controlling environment. And then he literally said to me, I want you to now look at Black Lives Matter. And he said that was supposed to be for a group of people, but it introduced a whole wave of a whole bunch of things because it wasn't just speaking about people, but it was talking about people overall, where they stand, where they exist, and things such as that. And I said, Lord, I totally get it. And then he brought me into a conversation that he was having with me where he reminded me of my husband. He said he grew up in South Central 
He was supposed to be one of the families that got out before all of the African American moved into the neighborhood, but his family wasn't smart enough to get out at the time. And so he was grafted into a community of people that he learned how to survive and become a part of them. He said, you've been grafted into a community of people, but you haven't learned how to survive with one another. You still have your biases. You still see things from your point of view, and you don't see things according to what I intend you to see. He literally showed me that everybody in that room was of importance. Everybody got treated the same way. They got out of their car, they were treated with the utmost respect, and they were considered to be the greatest celebrity of all, and they were treated like royalty throughout the whole event. And he said, and that's how I want you to see my people and move forward. As I began to look at the event, I, I, I was floored. And, you know, he kept coming to me. You know how when you go to an event, they have so many people in the room, you would expect them to hang out with the people at each table, but he kept coming to my table. And I kept saying, go talk to your other guests. You know, like, go talk to your other guests. And there was one point in time he's like, let's go dance. And, and he changed the song to something he felt that was necessary because he was playing music for all of us invited guests. Wow. And then he had one song that he wanted for himself. And he's like, dance with me on this song. And it was some song saying nothing else matters. I don't know the lyrics to the song, but I end up saying whatever he was saying because it was something that pumped him up and made him feel good. The event was so elaborate that I was like shocked. They even had it on Instagram where they were uh, doing live streaming because it was, you know, the celebrity was there as well. But, uh, and I, like I said, I was trying to stay out of the limelight because I didn't want to get hit by her. And even when I got up to run away from her, so another lady and I plotted to get out of her sight because they were coming around to us. And as I got up to run to the restroom, you know, she said, uh, where are you going? <laughs> We're going to the restaurant. Right. <laughs> she said, I can tell you guys are running from me. And, and then I said, no, we're going to the restaurant. Okay. <laughs> and as I was going to the restaurant, I said, well, shoot, now i got to go to the restroom. And the lady cut off and went the other way. Well, she cut off and went the other way, and the lady came back to her table and got her anyway. So I was like, should have went with you to the restroom. <laughs> and the funny part, I went in the restroom, and I just stood there. <laughs> didn't know what to do, but I just stood there. And then finally, when I thought the coast was clear, I came out. But, but the Lord was even showing me in that. Everybody didn't care about being rusted. They didn't care about what somebody was going to say about them because they were being celebrated. And if somebody called out something different to them, it didn't matter. 
the Lord was literally making sure that we all understand that it's about inclusion, not exclusion. Amen. And it's about being a part of a body that accepts everything, not a body that doesn't. Okay? And what I found, you know, because my friend is gay, okay, I'm just, just in case you don't know. And, you know, years ago, I wouldn't have ever been at a party like such. I wouldn't have ever even showed up, wouldn't have ever. You know, a lot of times he would invite me, I would be like, uh-huh, yeah. Even my friend, she, we, she was also, yeah, he invites us to everything. But we never showed up. But this is the first time her and I seen each other in 21 years. Wow. So it was 21 years, but he's been sending out an invitation to us forever. But because we had our bias, we didn't show up. But it was like we put aside everything and God celebrated us. And we got the greatest celebration ever. And we were shocked how he went out of his way. I mean, there were people that walked out of that event with bags and bags and bags of food. It was so much. Because he said, bring whoever you want. Wow. You are welcome to bring how many people you want. And all he wanted to do is to show how much he appreciated him. And I sat back and said, Lord, I never even thought that I, I would encounter something as such. And then he said, you continue to overlook what I shared with Peter. So let's look mm -hmm. at it. Ready? What version do you want? Doesn't matter. Excellent. Acts 10. Mm -hmm. From the start? No, it's verses 9. It's verses 9 to 16. <clears throat> the next day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the housetop about the sixth hour to pray. And he became hungry and wanted something to eat, but while they were preparing it, he fell into a trance and saw the heavens open, and something like a great sheet descending, being let down by its four corners upon the earth. In it were all kinds of animals and reptiles and birds of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, By no means, Lord, for I, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice came to him again a second time, What God has made clean, do not call common. This happened three times, and the thing was taken up at once to heaven. And so the Lord was showing me um, this particular scripture, and he literally called Christians out. And, and he literally said to me from this particular point, he said, He said, you have truly made yourself into being someone I cannot use. And, and he literally said, because you're so busy trying to be perfect, 
that I can't fit you into the spaces in which I need you to be grafted into. And, and I really want you guys to hear this because I, I, I had to see myself. I take the stand that I'm so busy trying to uphold Christianity. I don't do this, I don't do that, I don't do this, I don't do that, I don't do this. I have so many rules that I have set for myself that I'm afraid to be who I am. I find myself so busy trying to be so perfect in being that Christian, being that pastor, being that individual that I forget who I am in Christ. He's all things to people, but we are not all things to people. Because we're so busy trying to save our lives that we fail to understand that lives around us are very important to him. And we walk with the standard of excellence, but it's a broken standard because none of us really know what standard we're trying to uphold. The Lord literally said, who are you if you're not able to flex with my people? He said, how can you be a part of my revival when you need revival? How can you help those around you when you're afraid to fall in the places that they're in? Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm afraid to fall in the places that the people are because if I go over there, then I may fall short and then I may lose my Christianity, so therefore, I can't go there, Lord. I can't eat with them. I can't do what they do. I can't sit at their table. And he said, you have not come into the way that I am. It's so funny. My mother-in-law ended up getting sick this weekend as well. And I went into the doctor's office. And every single one of them didn't have a mask on. And I, I was masked up. I had her masked up and everything. And the lady said, how many shots did you get? I said, oh, we got all of them. And she literally said to me, are you okay? <laughs> I'm so busy trying to be in that place where I'm self-protecting that I forget that I'm supposed to be that person that's helping others. I'm always that person that looks at it from getting on an airplane Oh, put on your life support first and then help others. <laughs> and I've always walked around with my life jacket on and that's my, my Christ. But I failed to understand that I can't help others if I'm so suited up, I can't see their need. Mm -hmm. And sometimes even if I see their needs, I'm afraid to touch them because I'm afraid that whatever's on them is going to get on me. He said, wake up. So God invited me to a banquet and a feast that he set.
set up and I got to be a party of it and everything was taken off. And I sat there and he said, he's doing what I would have expected you to do. And he says, and so I find him to be more and he hasn't even accepted me. And I sat back and I was like, well, There was a three-day event. He still has another one that I'm going to go to today. <laughs> That's right. Because it's a banquet. He invited to a banquet. And this banquet, he made sure three-day feast. The first one I didn't go to. The second one I attended and he he literally begged me on my way out and said, are you coming to the last event? Mm -hmm. And he said, I hired a choir <laughs> that's going to play gospel music. Would you come? And I was like, uh, and he said, I know you have the other thing. And then he began to tell me all the food that he has prepared. <laughs> As if that would get me to come. Do you hear me? Yeah, uh, he's like, I have uh, chicken wings. I have, you know, waffles. I have everything you can think of. I even have a pastor that's going to come and pray for you at the end if you want prayer. Wow. wow. And I sat back and I was like, And I looked at one of mine and said, look at somebody on the outside is doing something that people on the inside don't see to do. Peter looked at what came down and he refused. And some of us are in that same place, such as myself, refusing. And our excuses is what they have. I can never eat that, Lord. Well, it will mess me up. I can never be with them, Lord. That's judgment. Exactly. Even to the point to whereby, you know, most Christians don't dance. Because they see it's against God. David did. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But in our minds, we have somehow came up with that. In our minds, we have even somehow came up with the thought that we cannot really sit with people who are ungodly. Because it may tempt us. And so that literally allows you to see that Christ in you is not strong enough to overpower the things that others do with. Right. And he literally said, will you open your heart to see? I have no clue what I'm going to run into today. But I'm celebrating because I know that it's going to be fest. Yeah. And I can have any of you to tag along if you wanted to tag along because it's just that much fun. Mm -hmm. Just like you bring someone's time? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
because the Lord said, come and see. Look what's important. Look what's most important. Now, I want to make sure that you understand, last night was probably over $10,000 he spent. He closed out a whole entire restaurant for the people. He closed down the parking lot. So when I went to take, get my car as I was proceeding to leave, my parking was already paid for. $7 he paid for everybody in the tip itself. And I was like, wow. He didn't spare anything. And many of us, we won't even give the person on the corner a dime. Yeah. And definitely, if they didn't have the right clothing, we won't invite them to the party. He said, wear your very best, but then when we looked at some of them didn't have the very best. But they were all welcome. They were all celebrated. They were all treated with royalty. They were all given a seat at the table. And every seat was positioned well. That everybody looked like they were valued. And he gave gifts to everyone. Everybody walked away with a gift. And if they didn't have a gift, they had bags of food. And I felt bad because I was like, oh, I ain't taking this. <laughs> oh, I ain't taking this home with me. What am I doing with this food? My pride was even in that. I didn't want to look like the person to take food or take something. I looked around, hear me, because I wanted to bless him. He wasn't even taking blessings. Wow. He was giving up. It was a celebration for all who was invited. And the Lord says, you now see what you must do. He said, go beyond where you're standing. Not being in the place where you're just celebrating. Because we always want somebody to celebrate us. But he said, but if you would spend the time celebrating others, how many will come into the kingdom? Yes. And so at the end of the evening, when I'm getting ready to go home, I go to say goodbye to my friend, who I hadn't seen in so many years. I didn't say goodbye to him. I was going to say goodbye to my friend. And she, I was sitting at a table and a gentleman was sitting there and I knew I was supposed to talk to him about Christ. <laughs> you know what he said to me? I came here because I knew that God sent me here and somebody was waiting on me. Oh, he said, I thought it was the lady over there, but wow, it's you. Wow. And I sat back and I was like, Lord. <laughs> I needed to wake up, and I needed to see, and I needed to see that God loves everybody. Yeah. And, and, and He cares for all. 
And so he's literally handing down this blanket. And he has all different kinds of food that's caught up in this net. Will you receive what he has? And that's what he told me to ask you today. Will you stop and receive and celebrate those around you, grafting them in and stop excluding them out through the way of your lenses and start seeing things from his lenses and truly accept what you're supposed to be doing. He said, no more trying to find that purpose seat for yourself. Be okay to get dirty. He said, spend some time with people you don't know so that you can grow in wisdom. And to understand how to meet them in order to bring them in. And then many times we walk in this place like we're just going to walk up to a table and God's going to say some things to us and we're going to be able to speak to them. And God is literally saying, it's time that you begin to interact with them. You can't just walk up. This is not the place to walk up anymore. This is the season where you need to get involved in people's lives and really, really become a vital part in their lives and to get to know them. Because that's what's going to cause the kingdom to grow as you begin to do it. You can't just walk up and serve a word and say, bye, I'll see you later. Right. God is literally saying, it's time for engagement. Yes. And the body needs to engage with one another. So hiding and, and being excluded, scared to talk to people, God's saying that's out. And what's in now is that you begin to recognize who you are and who you are within the kingdom. And your job is to bring them in and up. But you got to take off the suit of armor that you have that's really hindering the whole entire body because you're so suited that you can't even move with the armor. Yeah. The Lord literally says to me, you're like what they offered David. David was going to kill Goliath, and in order for him to kill him, they wanted him to have this big suit of armor, and that suit of armor only hindered him because he couldn't move that way. And some of us are so happy with our suit of armor, but we're not moving. It's too heavy for you to even walk with. So he's literally saying to you, take off your suit of armor. And then he says by scripture, and go without a purse. Go without the things that you normally go with. Mm -hmm. Don't prepare yourself to go into the places. Come and let him prepare you while you're in there. Yes. He says, I'm sending you out. But know as I send you out that I am giving you everything you need in the places where I send you. And you know something? I was me. I was loud. Yay. I was funny. <laughs> and I stopped to look at me. 
21 years, she already introduced me before she I even seen her. She's like, oh, this is the one that kept us stable. So this is the one that kept us in order. And so I didn't have to be sergeant. Yeah. Because I was, it was the framework was already laid down for me, right. and, and, and it had to be the one that brought comfort and freedom. Yeah. Yes, and I had to move in comfort and freedom, yes. and I found myself laughing at stupid stuff, <laughs> and I found myself loud like I was drunk at the table. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And I didn't take him serious. Mm 
He said, I know you. You talk to the world. Bring whoever you want. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I got you. Wow. And that's the way we're supposed to be. So I praise God for the experience. Yeah. If you really looked, Peter was like, no, I can't eat that. Yeah. But we're here because he chose to eat it. Yes. They need to be here because you choose to eat it. Yeah. And lay aside the way you see people. Yeah. yeah. Hear what the Spirit of the Lord says to you today. I don't have a long message because I'm going to a party. God is building top quality faith in your life through this ministry. We pray that you will partner with us by giving. You can visit our website, tqfm.org. Also, remember to subscribe for more messages like this.